Law Nation. One love, baby. Let's go. Really appreciate everybody for being part of this episode. Be sure, be sure to check us out on Spotify as well as iTunes TV, Amazon TV, Facebook, and YouTube. We're also live on Cowboys Experience, where you can get the live experience of meet and greet of former and current players. Let's go. (laughs) Really, nobody's doing it like that. For real, for real. Win, lose, or draw. We right here with the Dallas Cowboys. And we're going to talk about Quinn and Quinn. We're going to talk about Noah Brown stay. Oh, he got a lot on the table, right, to make this team to stay where he's at. Let's go. Let me know how you guys feel about each and everything about the Dallas Cowboys heading into the 2022 year. I've seen some pundits, some critics put the Cowboys at the third tier. I wonder how that works out, right? Let's go. The grind for your mind. Mic check one, two, and three. Let's go. Turn me up. What's up, everybody? That's on your lunch break and beyond. The day is long, the hours is short, but it's now it's time for the OTAs to hit. And, of course, we can't stop it. That's just how it goes, Cowboy Nation. Uh, all right, so one of the reporters, the in-house reporters, Bobby Belt, uh, he said, leave it not that there could be a possibility of yours truly Cole Beasley rejoining the Cowboys organization and franchise, right? And it goes all the way back to make sure you never burn bridges. And when I say this, I'm saying this from a a person with experience, you know, uh, with Cole Beasley, I don't think that he left this company, the Dallas Cowboys company, in good graces, right? You guys recall he called out, the front office, he called out the coaching staff, basically, and he went off to the Buffalo Bills, and he did a comparison and analysis of the Buffalo Bills facility versus the Dallas Cowboys facility, and it was a situation whereas a lot of people looked at Cole like, okay, wait till we see you again. And I believe the Cowboys versus the Bills, we lost to them, right? I think it was on Turkey Day, and I think Cole was carved us up. But shout-out to Cole Beasley. So should emotions get in the way of the Cowboys looking at Cole Beasley, 
as an option, the sweet feet that he got out there, and you know that the guy got some wiggle and he he's more quick than he is fast, right? So should the Cowboys entertain this? Now, my whole notion of this Cowboy Nation is this right here. At first, you got to know what you got before you start looking at some of these veteran guys, before you start saying, okay, let's bring in the Julio Jones of the world, right? Let's take a real good look at, is it Will Fuller, right? That's fast, could take the top off the defense. The T.Y. Hilton, should you sit back and say to yourself, let me pump the brakes because we got to figure out what we got with our guys that's already here. Dontario Drummond, Ty Fryfogle, right? Semi Fihoko. You need to get quality reps out of those guys before you start to do this, as we say this casually. Pull the trigger on someone else. Yeah, I see some people with some harsh words about Cole and Quinn, you know. Uh, oh, oh, but Quinn, shout out to you, William. You said, Elf go, but Quinn, bring him in. <laughs> I look at it like this, and shout out to the notification squad. Shout out to everybody that's tuning in. I really appreciate you, man. I really do. I really do. And I look at it like this, Cowboy Nation. We don't do a lot of moves in free agency anyway. And there will be a shakedown in the next following days or what have you, uh, especially about especially about uh, uh, some of the guys who drafted players, right? And they look at their roster and they're looking at the new staff that they got. And sometimes when you draft a player that's not, and then the guys that's not homegrown, right? Or you trying to have a new philosophy, it may be a situation that that they will release a good player, right? Because they got hopes and adulations for their vet, vet, well, for their new guys versus their veteran guys. That could be a situation. But I, I, I tell you guys right now that the Dallas Cowboys, they looking for a deal. And I ain't talking about an expensive one. They looking for that deal like the Dollar Tree deal. If they can shake the tree and see what can come out of it. And that's what's going on with that. So uh, just for clarity, I appreciate everybody for jumping in. I really do. Let me pull this up just for clarity. This is what uh, Bobby Belt. I wouldn't close the door on Cole Beasley re- reunion in Dallas. I'm not saying that anything is, is ongoing negotiating, but I think there could be some mutual interest there at that right price. Remember, we always talking about at that right price. There's a price. There is a price regardless of how you look at it, Cowboy Nation. There will always be that price tag. And um, earlier, earlier, I think I, I even talked about the situation with Quinn. Robert Quinn, when he was here, let's just move on to Robert Quinn. When he was here, he had 11.5 sacks, 34 tackles, 13 tackles for loss, which is nothing to sneeze at, by the way, and 22 QB hits and two forced fumbles. I do know that when he went off to Chicagoland, he had to have surgery, he had a down year, and then last year, unbelievable. He had about, I believe, 18 sacks. Let me pull it up. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. Let me pull up what he had uh, uh, last year. 
Cowboy Nation. And uh, like I said, well, well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here you go, Robert Quinn. Here we go, Robert Quinn. Oh, last year he had 18 sacks, four forced fumbles, 27 solos. That's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> That's really nothing to sneeze at right there. So I'm looking at it even with Quinn. The Cowboys will have to look at the price tag. They will. You know, that's just the bottom line with that. Of course, Quinn, when he was here, he coined that snake move, and he can bend around and get off to the edge like no other. I thought that he was pretty good against the run as well. And when it was time to pay the man, he wanted some unbelievable money at the time. But according to reports, Quinn, not Dan, but Robert Quinn, is seeking to get up out of there. He want to leave. Veteran Chicago Bears pass rusher Robert Quinn reportedly wants to be traded. Now, in a trade situation and scenario at 32, that's a long tooth. That's not a short one. That's a flat-out long tooth. And, of course, they just talked about his accolades or what have you. It may be that he goes to the Rams, right? <laughs> or it may be that he goes to the Buccaneers or someone. That's normally how this goes, right? Or the Eagles. Maybe the Eagles, Eagles can pick him up. That's normally how the situation and scenario goes. And you know what I didn't do? Tristan Hill for him? Nah, they're going to want something more than Tristan Hill. Let me see what I I didn't do this. Let me see what I cap. Uh, over the cap. Uh, hold on. Bear with me. Bear with me. Over the cap. Let's go to over the cap. I forgot to do this on the front end. We're going to click here and we're going to look at cap space for the 2022 season. The Cowboys have 13 million right now and we're going to have an extra $10 million. FBI, open up! <laughs> That's going to open up everything. We have an extra $10 million June the 2nd because we got rid of Lyell Collins. So I actually tweeted out earlier, and if you follow my IG page and my Facebook, you will also see the caption, we going for that number one spot. So Browns, y'all better watch out. And it's crazy how this salary cap works. The Dolphins made all types of moves this offseason. Look where they at. They way right here. They in third with money, with musations. Because I thought the Dolphins did a lot of moves, did they? What's up, Cowboy Nation TV? Appreciate you. Bob Harper, appreciate you. Thank you for jumping in. Uh, let's go get Beasley back. He was a he was always a so, such a clutch, basically. Um, I need to find my new Cole Beasley. And my new Cole Beasley could, dare I say, be a James Washington, a Jalen Tolbert. Because I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this wide receiving core. There's somebody that's going to be left out. Can you do special teams? Can you be that designated pump return, kickoff return? And excuse me, I don't want Beasley back there anymore, pump returns, a kickoff return, even in, in his youth. I worried about Beasley fumbling that ball or dropping that ball. Leave Quinn where he's at. This is my guy, Watson Wright. Leave Robert Quinn where he is at. 
you have Armstrong and Sam plus a vet and Dante Fowler, basically, working with D.C., Quinn before. I, I agree. I agree with that aspect of it. Like right now, if the Cowboys never rush to pay Doris Armstrong. So this is my stance, Cowboy Nation, before y'all say, hey, Law is saying go get Cole Beasley and, Dan, and, and Robert Quinn. Not Dan, but Robert Quinn. That's not my stance on this. I don't want you guys to feel that that's what I'm saying. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is Leave no stone unturned. However, if the Cowboys never paid Dorrance Armstrong, then I think that Quinn would be at play, Robert Quinn. But by you having paying already Dorrance Armstrong, and you already, look, Dante Fowler contract, I think some of you guys, if you put your coins together, you can pay his contract. I think it's a very, very short contract, right? <laughs> Y'all do a GoFundMe account. It's not like Dante Fowler is getting paid hand over fist. And I think what's going on with Dante Fowler, he looking at what Robert Quinn did, and he's saying, look, I can get that. Shoot. Because that's exactly what happened, right? Let me just pull back to 2019, right? That's exactly what happened. Quinn got 12 sacks. Two forced fumbles back in 19 when he was with the boys, right? It had to be when he was at boy, or was it 18? Yeah, it was 19. Yeah, 19, he was with the boys. And he got that bag. He proceeded to go get that bag. That's a big payday. Dante Fowler said, shoot, get, sign me up. I'm going to bet on myself. Yep. Um, only if he gets enough snaps and if, you know, his production level. You know, when I was out there at the Oxnard, we got a chance to see Quinn, and I, I think that he did a, a remarkable job working out with Charles Haley. You see Charles Haley in the black, with the black T-shirt on. And I, I always knew that if you put coaches around these guys, right, that they can have that comeback year but it's all predicated upon the philosophy, that the system that you go to, and how these boys really gravitate to what's being taught to them. So when you start talking about an older player, you got the war of attrition that's against you. You do have the youth guys that this is another part of it, that you're taking away valuable reps away from them and that learning situation and scenario. So there's always cons and pros of going out there, grabbing an older guy, right? Because you're going to get the experience, but you're going to lose out. You're flat out going to lose out on the valuable reps and times with the youth. Now, that's just the reality of it. Shout out to you, Sadiq. We appreciate you for jumping in. Yeah, so that's just the reality of it, Cowboy Nation. And when we look at everything, these guys, these boys, shout out to you, Brenda, thank you for subscribing. These boys got to step it up. Remember, 12 and 5, that's the floor. 12 and 5 is the floor. Everything else, everything else, you got to shoot for it. 
And I believe that the Dallas Cowboys fan base, the toxic level that we are, and I ain't talking about y'all because y'all are okay. Right? You guys are so into the mindset, into the psyche of wanting to be right that you would prefer for us to fall. You don't want to root for your own team because you still have this, this, this mindset that, that Tony Romo should still be the quarterback. You still have the mindset that, hey, after what I seen last year, Tony Pollard should be the starting running back. And you get clouded with your view of things and you sully yourself. I tend to fight more Cowboy fans than any other fan base out there. The Eagles come by and they do, they do their droppings, which is okay, right? And on top of that, the, the Giants, you know, they, 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 they stay in their places, what have you. And the Washington Commanders, they, they tend to come by here and there. But it's the own Cowboy fan base that if I post just a, a smidgen of something, let me pull it up right quick. This is, this, is the, this is the communication line under the video that I posted this morning about Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. All I said was use both of them. And you get law, you're lying. Forget him. He ain't doing nothing. The defense is young. Yeah, got, got a few positives. You, you, Vester, you sound like a Jerry Jones reporter. He must don't follow the channel. <laughs> All of these wannabe coaches, you know, uh, can't predict, can't be predictable, blah, blah, blah. Use Pollard. Like the San Francisco used Debo Samuel. You know, the craziest thing before, um, and it's a, it's a whole bunch of just read the negativity, you know, uh, of of the uh, comment, commenting in the conversation. Yep, one guy, one guy destroyed him so bad. Uh, look, Roger Starbuck, who's I know he's not Roger nor he's a Starbuck. Law, you understand that the word brilliant, and um, basically. I said that Dak Prescott is brilliant when you keep him anywhere between 22 to 25 attempts on throwing the ball. And he goes into this law. You do understand the word brilliant is blah, 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 blah. And Dak Prescott in the last six to seven years only have one playoff win. How many playoff wins did Matthew Stafford had before last year? It's hard to educate stupid people. What people tend to do is they take football and they use it as an isolated situation when that's far from the reality. Excuse me, Cowboy Nation. Can somebody put down in the chat, in the conversational log, of how many playoff wins, battle games, that Matthew Stafford had before last year? The brother had to go to a whole different team, a whole different environment. Things was put in front of him to be successful. 
So I come here to tell y'all beautiful people, if you end up picking up Ezekiel, Elijah, Elliott, and you put them on a different team, maybe to an offensive coordinator who wasn't only calling plays in his first three years ever in the National Football League, you will have a better production out of him. Because we do know that 21 slam shouldn't be the only play that you have in the playbook. You should utilize both running backs. I get it right now. Tony Pollard, if you look up his stats and his accolades, you'll say, hey, Cowboy Nation, why not start? Oh, Brian, appreciate you. Oh, and five. Oh, my goodness. FBI, open up. <laughs> look at them people with the facts, boy. I love it. Boxley, zero. Don't you guys know that you watch so much of a little football and you pay attention to the pundits? You see, Ezekiel Elliott in that Denver's game didn't play a bunch of reps. That was pretty much Tony Pollard's game. And let me know what Tony Pollard did when they put the ball in the belly of, 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 the, of Tony Pollard. When they put the ball in the belly of Tony Pollard, what did he do in that game? You got to use both running backs. Both running backs need that offensive line to, to, to hit off the ball too. So the reality of it, last year, the Cowboys, if they learn to feature both running backs, that will be the best dynamite weapon. There was a play that I showed you guys in that clip when we when this morning, and it was twenty personnel or twenty one. That is Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard on the field at the same time. Tony Pollard possesses the skills to catch the ball out of the slot. And I believe on a wheel route, that thing can be kangaroo crazy. Jay versus Real Talk, Dak can beat at least 85 to 90% of the teams. And we play this year. We are an average defense. This year, 12 and 5, 13 and 4 can be done. Salute. Yeah. And here, here's the thing. I don't want it to be only given to that it's Dak Prescott that can. I don't want that. I don't. I don't. We just witnessed a Jimmy Garoppolo. Win two playoff games without throwing a single touchdown. Even though the Cowboys kind of fell off into the playoff last year, 12 and 5, to most people it felt like 5 and 12. That's the number one offense, if you want to go by stats alone, right? And we couldn't craft up a plan, a, a, a scheme 
to defeat the 49ers at home. We are at home. We're at our house, right? But the credit will always go to the quarterback when they win, right? So let that sink into your mind. Jimmy Garoppolo beat us. And then he went to Green Bay at their home. And we have enough people who's reaching for straws, right? Who just reach it. And say, well, hello. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers, it was cold. <laughs> Excuse me. The San Francisco 49ers, they play in California. That should be the benefit to the Green Bay Packers that is in the frozen tundra, whatever they call it, when it's cold and it's and it, and it, <laughs> everything sticks together. Huh? That should be a benefit to them. Not a disadvantage, but I hear more excuses from cowboys' mouths to my ear about the weather conditions for the Green Bay Packers than understanding that we had literally an offensive coordinator in his third year trying to come up with a scheme, a plan of action to will a team to move the ball down the field. No way, I guarantee you, five to six years from now, and there's 14 seconds left on the clock, and Kellen Moore got the quarterback near the 50, he won't be calling no draw. (laughs) <laughs> at minimum, he's going to say, you know what? Ah, that play worked, but it, it worked in practice. But it ain't going to work in a real game. How do you know, Kelly? Well, dog it. The best experience is reality, and it burnt me. I can tell a child all day, hey, don't touch that stove, it's hot. Don't touch that stove, it's hot. Don't touch that stove, it's hot. Ah, damn, why you hit me? Don't touch that stove, it's hot. But until they touch that stove for themselves, they're going to realize, ooh, that joker hot. You ever seen somebody touch something hot and they pull back immediately? The damage is already done, baby. (laughs) The burnt mark is already there. It don't care how long you touched it. Blisters is going to be everywhere. Old folks, they put a little butter on it. That butter going to remind you next time. Don't touch that stove. See, my pop, my pop, I'm telling you guys, that my pop was just only temporarily. But now that you touch the stove, that stove going to have to do its work. Now, there's a few people that can learn from other people's mistakes and bad decisions. There are a few people that can learn that way, right? Nine times out of ten, if you're the middle child or the youngest, you can sit back and, 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 and laugh 
because you realize, man, that older brother of mine, that boy a fool. I would never. <laughs> because you can see, right? So when I get that age, I ain't going to be doing that. Shout out to all of the middle childs out there. If you're a middle child, let me know in the chat, right? <laughs> if you are a middle child or the youngest, let me know in the chat. But if you're that older child, you had to learn everything on your own, right? Unless you had an older cousin or somebody. Shout out to y'all, man, for tuning in. Y'all want me to keep going? Y'all okay? Somebody give me my like report, please. I ain't, I ain't too proud to beg now, baby. VIP, yeah. And the phone lines are open before we play some audio. Uh, uh, this was what I would do. Normally, in, in anywhere between 11 and 2, I try to go go live. And, and that, that's my schedule for for this uh, uh, off season or what have you. Stepchild treatment. <laughs> Jeez. Yep. Um, please keep going. God, good. Good, son. I got you, man. I got you, man. I ain't finna go nowhere. I just try to do a temperature check, making sure that you guys like what I'm putting out, you know. <laughs> who missed 10 games last? Let's John Machota, athletic 10 Cowboys who need to step up most for the uh, the Dallas Cowboys to take the next that. step this season. First guy on the list, or I guess number 10 on the list, I should say, is Mr. Demarcus Lawrence, who missed 10 Ooh. games last season yeah. with a broken foot. Uh, he now gets the three-year, $40 million contract, and he's 30 years old now, I believe. Ooh, that is a long two. He old in Quinn, old Robert Quinn. Shout out to you, Sadiqwa. Law, I'm snitching on the chat room. There's 300 and only 71 likes. Come on, man. What's wrong with y'all? Shame. Shame. Come on, baby. Shame. Oh, my gosh, man. I, I feel like I want tacos today for lunch, and it's already 149. Now, I can stretch it out, you know, but um, let me know what you guys are going to eat. Old child always getting... <laughs> got to micromanage everything by the book. You know, before I hit the play on the audio, here's the truth about the oldest child, too. Sometimes they get spoiled, too. Sometimes they get spoiled, too. I have two older brothers, and they got the good good treatment. When they graduated, I was like, hold on, Mom, where my stuff at? He got, he got a car. He done got some some pocket cash to go to go to Alcorn. I said, all right, let, that's why I ain't gonna go to Alcorn. I'm gonna go to JSU. I'm not gonna be called after him no more. No, you did you did everything for him. <laughs> oh my God, he messed it up for every for all of us. Yeah, he messed it up for all of us. All right, so what I'm gonna do is, hey, Mr. Passion, chap. What's, What's up, good, man? Mom? What's good, man? What's good with you, man? Talk to me, man. You know, you know, I just thought I'd call into the show to see what's going on today. What What's the topic uh, of the subject today, Mr. Law? Well, the topic of the subject today is somebody got to step it up on the wide receiver class, you know, out of this class. Because if not, uh, Noah Brown going to yeah. be cemented in. But go ahead. I already gave you your your your, your prediction for that. Uh, right, like right, right, twice right. already. 
Right, right. Well, you keep know, giving it to us, man. We we got nothing but repeat. It's the off season, man. It's long. Hey, you you know, but still, you know what I mean. I mean, then you got Fry. What's his name? Fry Fogel or something like that. You said it right. I, I mess got, his name up all the time. I just call it Fries, you man. Got, you got uh, you got Don Tario Drummond. Right. You got uh. And the other cat we signed not too long ago that's a wide receiver that runs a four three from I think he's you you or something. Uh, Robeson, um, yeah, Jaquari. Jaquari Robeson, yeah. 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 Yep. Um but I think the best one out of the bunch is gonna be Jalen Tolbert. I keep telling people right. keep, keep sleeping on him, okay? Yeah. He is a mixture of a Oh, uh, what's his name with the Eagles? It's with the Eagles now. Oh, Lord. Uh, AJ Green, is it? No, right? no, no, no. AJ Green. I think he's what AJ team. AJ Green. You talking about AJ Brown? I I don't. Yeah, I don't see that's what I'm talking Brown about. AJ Brown. But, okay? but I feel you though. Go ahead. Go 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 with but, it. Go with it. AJ Brown. He's a mixture. AJ Brown with 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 the size, the big hands. The high point in the ball, you know, got the speed. Um, right. But he's got a little bit of lamb body, you know, with his thickness. You know, he's bulky. He's muscular. You know, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of upper power, upper body power, from what I can tell, and lower body power too. Plus, he can switch the directions of his routes in route. You know, so he to me he's got a little bit of Amari to him too because he'll switch it up on you in the middle of a route and go the other way with it. So, you know, I mean, because I've studied some of his films, like his his footwork, the way he works his feet in and out of breaks is like is smooth, dude. Like you can't you can't you can't coach that. His smoothness is like. Like Lambs, you know, smooth. Like, you don't know which way he's going to go with it. Right. He could go long. He could go short. He could go across the middle. He could, you know, he could take it deep on you. You know, they could hand him the ball. They can give him a jet sweep. You know, there's all kinds of things they could do with that cat. No doubt. There's things that you have not seen that he's possibly capable of, which I believe he's capable of, that people are sleeping on, you know. Because yep. you got to use him in different ways to see what he can do. Because you really don't know what he can do by what only what you've seen on film. He may be do, be able to do a prep level of things, and you don't even know it yet. But so, but you know what? You know what? We'll we'll find out. You know, chap. And uh, I really think I really think that this iron going to sharpen iron and steel going to sharpen steel. I got him yep. pegged as as pretty much. As he high point the ball like Gallup, but he's mm-hmm. faster than Gallup, and mm-hmm. he got yak like yards after catch similar mm-hmm. to CD. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at him more on that side of the coin versus what and you said. And he got the strength too. If, I mean, but I'll find out the, with his strength though. I, I got to wait for to yeah. see his strength on yeah. you know because that's yeah. South Alabama. I'm talking about. Yeah. I want to see his strength yeah. against these boys yeah. out here. Well, you got to admit that boy rocked up, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. take. I'm gonna take my shirt off, put some baby oil, and do a picture like this in a few. <laughs> yeah, but you know. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Chef, but I I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you so much, bro. And let me hear it, though, before I let you go. How about the power? Yeah, baby. I'm 
Love you, Lord. Come on, baby. Appreciate you. Thank you, Shep. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to put me some baby oil and everything, some Vaseline. I'm going to... <laughs> y'all better watch out. Log over here like this. Zoom in so y'all can see the veins popping up out of there. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, man. But that's what we do, baby. The Dallas Cowboys. Let's go. And let me read this uh, super chat. Uh, Smoke14, yeah, says, uh, law. Appreciate you for that. He is my cousin. Call him Ty Fry. He's good with that law. Okay, okay. Throw them fries out there, baby, you know. I'm gonna come up with a good nickname, man. So, so he's your cousin. Twice removed, or, or y'all, y'all got the same last name. Talk to me, Smoke. Talk to me, man. All right, we got another caller before we hit this audio. Eight seven zero. What do you know? Not too much, man. What you say about it today, man? It's all as well, man. I can't complain. I heard that, brother. This is John Lawrence from your chat room, man. Now, check this out. Everybody on here keeps sleeping on Michael Gallup all the time. You know, I love Jalen Tobit. Jalen Tobit looks great. He looks like he's going to be a dominating receiver when he gets bigger in the game, when he starts to know the routes and starts to know how they receive. Mm -hmm. But if you look at his plays and everything, he's not the best route runner right now. The one thing that we heard from about him during the coaching and everything, uh, the mini camp, is when he went to go run a route, he ran the wrong way on the route. Mm. He's a big, slow dude. He's mm. dominating. He's fierce. But people keep forgetting about Michael Gallup because Michael Gallup had his injuries. Right. I mean, come on. Was it not just two seasons ago? Everybody was yelling, pay Gallup. Get Gallup. is our number one. <laughs> Gallup was the dude, man. Yeah. Here's, here's my thing. Now, now, Gallup and Lamb, they both, I love the way they high point the ball and pull it out of the sky. Right now, our best route runner on this team, you will have to talk to the likes of C.D. Lamb. James kind of – I got to see a little bit more out of him because they played him on the outside at 5'11". But but, but Fry Fry got some routes. Fry got some routes. Jacory, I had to take them out a little further. Yeah, but I know that he's now falling into the realms of the undrafted guys, which could be scary. But I don't look at Gallup as a pure pure route guy. I look at him as, as a pure, I'm going to pull the ball out of the sky and do some baby T.O. Oh, yeah. stuff. Not baby T.O., but oh, baby yeah. Dez Bryant type of stuff. He's our end zone target right now, him and Dalton Schultz. You, you you get Michael Gallup going one side, and you get Dalton Schultz on the other side. You run them both on the right side and make them split one towards the uh, one towards the goal line and one mm-hmm. towards the outside edge. Mm-hmm. You let Dak pick where he want to throw that ball. Let let him pick. But but my my sleeper on everything would be all right. I went back to look at Simi Fihoko, and I don't see softness out of him. I I see a guy that's willing to mm-hmm. block. And I went to go back and watch that Pittsburgh Steelers game. And I'm gonna have to do a quick special on that. And he he got a little toughness to him, but don't sleep on T.J. Vasher when he get down to that red zone yeah, opportunity. Yeah. He may be that guy yeah. that can squeeze out Noah Brown. Yeah, I, I feel you there. Fihoko for me just doesn't have the hands. It seems like every time I see him get a chance, yeah. he's making drops. Uh, even in practice, I yeah. hear about him dropping the ball a whole lot of times. You know. Yeah, now that, that's his that's it, that's his flaws through. right there. Those hands, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, you got to have them hands. 
But but you know who else is similar to that? And I'm not calling him that dude. The dude that was uh, drafted by the Steelers. Tall, six foot four. I think his name is Clay or is it Chase or Chase Clay Pool or something like that. Chase Claypool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase, yeah. Cl- Chase Claypool. I've been keep calling this man Claypool, but yeah, Chase Claypool. He's still a matter. Yeah. yeah, he's still a he don't matter. But but he got those <laughs> same type of hands. Like like dog, you open. Why you want? Why you want to play volleyball with it? You know. For real, man. Don't smack it down. Grab that <laughs> like, ball, man. Grab it. Grab it up out of there, man. So, Simi, we gonna be playing close attention to him. Yeah, for sure, man. He might be more of a blocker, but I don't see him getting much play time if he don't get, uh, learn how to grab that ball. That's that. That is the truth of it. Hey, Osiris Mitchell. Last year, I got the uh, film. Osiris Mitchell was catching everything that was thrown his way. It was just that he wasn't drafted. Some of these guys, man, we need to give them a break. I know, you know, Jones and them, they're big on their draft guys because that's who they feel like they invested the most in. But, I mean, you get an undrafted guy, you still got to pay the man anyway. Yep. They need to start learning when they see the talent in front of them to escalate them up that pole. I, I've been sitting here as a Cowboys fan since 86. Okay. And, I mean, year after year, you know how it is, brother. You're just sitting here and you get your hopes up and you get to wondering. And we've seen the glory days. I lived down in San Antonio, Texas during their glory days. Got to right. see, you know, Aikman and mm. all the guys throw down the ball at the original stadium and everything. But now I'm just sitting there year after year like, man, what is going on in the office? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, what was that uh, facility down that way uh, where they were working out and practicing at? Man, don't even get me uh, lying to you, Law. That was so long ago, I can okay. barely remember, man. But it's all good, <laughs> man. I appreciate you, man. Hey, 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 hey. What's your name, fam? So I can lock you in. John Lawrence, brother. Lawrence, right? I'll be in your chat room all the time. All right, appreciate you, man. I got you locked in. Just like man. Tank Lawrence, but a lot smaller. <laughs> no doubt. Appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you, brother. Have a good one. Yes, indeed, man. Go Cowboys. All day. All day. Let's go. That's a good call from him. That's a good call from him, man. Look, that was a good quality uh, conversation right there. I, I, I do this because I love the conversations of speaking of people because I'm going to tell you guys, my mind, my mind is not set in stone. No. And it's not, it's not wavery either. But I do like to listen in to different people from their points of views, whether or not they they love the Cowboys or, or even if they disagree. I don't want all of you guys to agree with everything I'm saying. I want you guys to trust but verify, right? <laughs> I want you guys to listen to what I say and then go back, right? And watch the game and say, okay, well, I do have a point on that. And, Law, you're still wrong on this, right? That's how this thing's supposed to work. But if we all agreeing with each other, kissing each other, we won't grow. Valley Ranch, appreciate you. That's what I wanted to hear. Valley Ranch, right? And Thousand Oaks, where Thousand Oaks? That's somewhere still in um, in Cali, right? Thousand Oaks is still in Cali, right? So you got Valley Ranch, you got Thousand Oaks, <laughs> Oaks <laughs> and you got Oxnard, right? I think we do we play our best when we go down there in Valley Ranch? That's where the heat at, right? That's where the heat. Yeah, you ain't getting the comfortable weather. <laughs> I think just for a good old tradition that the Cowboys should reach out to Valley Ranch and say, hey, we want to move our facility there for one week. And it's just going to be like 
the pledging opportunity for those boys to walk through that fire down there in Valley Ranch. So instead of the comfortable weather, just just go out there to Valley Ranch for at least one week. You're a billionaire, Jerry. You can make it happen. <laughs> let's go. Let's make that happen. Believe so. Yeah, he's a guy that you desperately need, especially moving on from Randy Gregory. Uh, and, and to me, as long as he's healthy, he's he's always a guy that I appreciate. And the the defense is head and shoulders better when he's on the field. Can I ask you guys a question? And I like what they did. I like what John did with that. Him or Tyrant Smith, of the guys that we, we, we get on Tyrant Smith a lot about being injured all the time. Is Demarcus Lawrence a similar version of Tyron Smith that plays defense? You know, he had a three or four year window there in the middle where he was healthier. He was healthier, right. Yeah, yeah. I I hope not because he is one of the players that I think if he does stay healthy has a legit legit chance to have a big season. Yeah, but see, I just wonder because we always get on Tyron Smith about... Did we listen to this one already? I thought I didn't. Did we listen to this one already? Let Uh, me know. Yeah. Him not miss... You know, he's... Well, you can always count on it for 12 games. You know, we never say that about Tank. Yeah, and, and to Dawson's point, I mean, you had year one where he only played seven games, and then year two, he plays in all 16 games. Year three, he only plays in nine, and then he goes from 2017. Oh, we already listened to this one. My bad, Cowboy Nation. <laughs> Love you. Say, yeah, we are. We already listened to this one, Dad. <laughs> all right, man. All right, let me see if I can find that other audio. It was somewhere in the roller. In the, in the role of my uh, mind here. Y'all bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. Uh, how many times you want me to hit that? Ray, what's good with you, man? <laughs> hit as much as you can. We did, I think, this is from Kofi Brown. Appreciate you, man. I don't want to repeat repeat the uh, audio all over again, but basically they, they, they broke down who need to step up and who need to be in that position to win it. And uh, they made the uh, uh, analysis of Tyron Smith being exactly like uh, uh, D-Law, D-Law being exactly like Tyron Smith, which both of those boys must step up and they must be into the mindset of saying, okay, if I don't, if I don't step it up, then it's just a waste of money. And I can tell you guys, shout out to you, Ray, again. And here is the audio. Oh, here's the audio from that episode. Be sure to check those boys out at Odyssey or 105.3 The Fan. Check those boys out there. Uh, all right, so this particular, this particular OTA, what we're looking for, in my opinion, would be the sure competition of, dare I say, the wide receivers to squeeze out Noah Brown. Because I just look at it like this. If Noah Brown is still your fourth best option, then what are we doing here, right? If you mean to tell me that heading into this year that CeeDee Lamb can't claim his spot as ultimately being the number one guy and then number two guy should be James Washington and number three guy should be Jalen Tolbert, number four, Guy should be Simi. That should be the situation. But if Noah Brown beating out most of these guys and he's your second option, boy, and I'm not, I'm not dogging Noah Brown. Shout out to him. 
had lots of hopes for him, especially that unbelievable catch that he caught while he was in college, right? You guys remember that catch? He, he pulled that ball out of the sky and did some crazy things. Shout out to John, man. John Lawrence, man, he was on earlier. Appreciate him. DJSU601, booming down. Yeah, here, baby. You ain't lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and just to, uh, I see more people are in the in the building now. Just to retract to what I talked about with Quinn. Here's the thing with Quinn. He's 32 years of age. He had 11.5 sacks with us when he played with the Silver and Blue. Had a down year with, with Chicago. And then last year, he had an unbelievable year with 18 sacks or something like that with, with Chicago. And now he's requesting to be traded. And I said that it got to be a situation and scenario that the deal got to be cheap. But this is the craziest thing of it all when we start talking about that, Cowboy Nation. It takes two to tangle. And Chicago Bears may be looking at it like, ah, we're going to want more. He's going to want more than the aspect of you guys taking him off of our plate as far as that money. We want something in return. And for a 32-year-old, I don't think that the Cowboys would get rid of one of their youth guys for that. Uh, Leon Lewis says, I need the white gorilla to be the force in the middle. Well, Here's the thing is with him. Just like we spoke glowingly, and this is just to be fair too, right? A big Bohana, big Bo, Bohana, Hana, 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 big Bo. Just like we spoke glowingly of him, we speaking glowingly of John Ridgeway. John going to have to, I might have to see John breaking some necks, not, Technically, but he got to do something in training camp. We need to see him. I don't want to see him uh, with the expectations and not living up to it. I don't want to see that. Okay. All right. We got the 561. You live. Yo, what's up, Lyle? Jake the Great. Jake, what's good with you, man? Talk to me, man. Talk to me. Not much, not much. Um, I kind of caught on late to your show, so I, I ain't really been paying attention to everything. But uh, I, I heard you was talking about the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And with these young wide receivers, I don't think I'm really worried about who's going to step up. I think a lot of pressure is put on Dak Prescott to see how well he's developed as far as, like, not needing a number one. Like, this is your number one. And right. throw him the ball to get better, like what we did when we got Amari Cooper. Now, if – my opinion, if Dak is, like, matured and he's developed to where he should be to close to that elite status, it wouldn't matter who we have out there because whoever's open, I believe Dak is going to be able to give him the ball if he's developed to that level. Yeah, let me ask you this. Do you think that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than what he was his third year? See, some, it's a tricky answer. I, I mm-hmm. want to say yes, but in how the season finished out, he definitely, to me, 
he kind of regressed, so it's kind of mm-hmm. up in the air. But I still got to say, yes, he's yeah. a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's what I believe they're they're hanging their bets on or hedging their bets on. You know, uh, a third year quarterback needed needed Amari Cooper, right? He couldn't roll out yeah. of the bed and say, "All right, I'm gonna throw this thing around to Dante Thompson." Uh, Cole Beasley at the time, and of course, uh, who else we had? Uh, Alan Hearns or what have you, and, and make it pop. Yeah, and I think Terrence Williams that year on, on the earlier starts, I think he had he had an injury, so he didn't come back until the later part of that year. But um, I think that that's what they're doing. They're looking at this, saying, "Okay, now we got C.D. Lamb, and um, of course James Washington and Jalen Tobert. So let's see what this Dak Prescott can be now." Right, and you said you said my boys, uh, James Washington is a player that I like a lot. Ever since a couple years ago when he was being drafted and drafted with the Steelers, right? I don't know what happened in Pittsburgh. Seemed like a lot of favoritism because I think AB was there when he was first drafted. But um, every time, uh, uh, yeah, your audio, your audio went out, fam. <clears throat> oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you better now. Go ahead. Yeah, every, every every time they put his quarterback in the game, Mason Rudolph, they played together in college, and his uh-huh. stats just go crazy. To me, mm. he seems like another DJ Moore type player. Like, he's a wide receiver, but he's built like a running back. And I feel like when he gets that ball, he's going to be a yak monster. And he's, we're going to forget a lot about, um, 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 what's number 13, Michael Gallup. So don't sleep on James Washington, man. I, I think that right now with the uh, the way James Washington run his routes or what have you and how point the ball, it do remind me a lot of Michael Gallup. And um, I'm not saying that the Cowboys will forget about Michael Gallup, but I, I would tell you uh, with using James Washington track background and tennis background, he got he's more quick than he is fast and he's shiftier. And like you said, he's built like a running back, five foot eleven, two fifteen. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Right. And uh, the last thing on the Robert Quinn, I would say no, because right now he would just be, uh, 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 what do you say, like stopping progress of these young players that we got, Sam Williams and Fowler. I would say no. I would pass on uh, on um, what, on old boy right now. Right, right, because these two factors, stop gap or three factors, stop gap on the growth of the youth, and on top of that, you have to give up draft capital to get him, and you got to p- 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 pay the man, you know? So that's a lot, yeah. that's a lot of factors, man. <laughs> yeah, too many factors, but that's all I got. Great show, Law. I'm going to fall back and listen to somebody else call it. Appreciate you, man. That's, that's a good one right there, man. You guys know, man, when he call in with that good stuff, man, I love listening to it. And uh, next we have here from the 615, you live. What's up, brother? Nothing to uh, it. I called in last week. Uh, I was just calling in, you know, listening to, you know, everybody's perspective on, you know, kind of what, what they think needs to change, what they think going forward is the best, you know, thing for the offense right uh honestly you know to be real i feel like Dak just gets a lot more hate just because he's a quarterback for a specific team right you know if you go back and look at the statistics from last year you know coming off of a pretty serious injury uh 
you can go compare Dak Prescott to Patrick Mahomes. Now, the PFF's going to give Mahomes 20 games to Dak's 17. And, I mean, Dak's got, you know, a higher QBR. He's got, you know, I mean, he's he leads him in almost every category, you know. Yep. He's got three less games. And, you know, there, there's all these other quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, you know, uh, I, I mean, just everyone. Daniel Jones, I mean, we know he's trash. But, you know, it's like Dak gets so much hate. And I feel like people overlook the mistakes that are made by other personnel on our offense specifically the receivers, because if you go back to a lot of the games that we played last year, especially in situations where we're third and long or it could have got us seven points instead of three, a lot of these receivers are dropping a heck of a lot of balls, man. And that, that, that's been my biggest concern the last two, two years is, you know, even with Cooper, man, you know, Cooper will make some great plays, but then he'd come out of nowhere be wide open and drop a ball or right, you know, a, a, a slant across the middle of the field, gain 10, 15 yards, and he just drops the ball. You know, the same thing with Lamb and Schultz. You know, it's like a lot of these guys can be very, very good, but they make these simple, you know, rookie-like mistakes when they get paid, you know, millions of dollars to catch the ball. And, you know, rather than the receivers taking the blame, Dak Prescott takes that blame. And I feel like we're just a little too hard on the dude when yep. I feel like he goes out there and busts his tail, man. That man puts his, his, his self on the line for this team week in and week out, and I don't think there's any proof otherwise. And well, well those, those are all valid points, but, you know, uh, people going to look at their head-to-head matchup, right? Dak Prescott versus – Pat Mahomes and, and the team that come out with the win, they get the bragging rights for all of that year oh, yeah. and, and forever. And and I would give them that, you know, because essentially that's what I'm doing against the Giants, the Eagles, and the Washington team. I'm gonna brag. I'm gonna brag about that, you know. But oh, to um to Dak Prescott's defense there, uh to most people, they fail to realize that I wondered what Pat Mahomes would have looked like with Jason Garrett for his first few years, right? If I was to do like oh, this yeah. situation where I picked Dak Prescott up and I put him with Andy Reid and that offense there and I picked Pat Mahomes and I put him in this particular system, I wonder what that would have looked like, right? So, oh, Absolutely, and vice versa. <laughs> give, us, give us Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and tell me what that offense would look like. Right, I mean, right, right, right. It's right. going to be a, a, a different Kansas City this year. Um, yeah. It really will. And last thing, I, I agree with you completely on the uh, Zeke Pollard situation. They mm-hmm. definitely need to utilize both of them. This, yeah. this coming up here, I'd like to see a, a couple double, double backs, you know, situations and play calls where, you know, they got both of them on the field at the same time because yeah. – where Pollard's got that explosiveness, you know, he can get out and, you know, get going a little bit quicker than Zeke was. I know Zeke was hurt right. this year going forward. He could have the, the, the burst over Pollard, but Zeke's got that block. He's got that ability to, you know, put somebody down on their on their tail, and you know, I feel like that could be cool. It could make, you know, that they just need to get a little better with their creativity. 
You know, there, there yeah. was a, a lot of it towards the beginning of the year. Then towards the end, it was just like, Kellen, what are you doing, man? What are you doing, man? Yeah, you, you, you spitting some fire, man. What's your name, fam? Colby. Colby. All right, appreciate you so much, yes, man. This was, this was a beautiful conversation, man. Appreciate you. Absolutely, brother. I appreciate the show. Or I, I love the show. I appreciate the show. It keeps me, you know, in good spirits, just waiting for the season to start. No doubt, man. One love, man. Appreciate him, man. Kobe, let me know if it's with a K or a C. But here, here's the thing, and I get it. I'm going to tell you guys right now before y'all say, hey, hey, law is literally saying that Dak is better than Pat Mahomes. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Look, the thrower of the ball, as I got, like, listed, as just naturally throwing the ball, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, those boys got just like like cannings. Those boys got cannings, boy. They could just 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 sit back and sling that thing all over the field. Just just can sling it. And and my thing is, yes, if you put said player in the right systems, they can absolutely win it. They can. They can. But the same could be argued for Dak Prescott if he goes to the right and proper system. Case in point, me and my brother, we talked back and forth. He's like, man, shoot, if his 49ers had Dak Prescott, it would be over, you know. He don't have that much faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. Some quarterbacks got to go to the right system. And when you look at everything, uh, look, for those who out there who's going to watch this via the podcast, uh, to the caller's point here, Dak Prescott versus Pat Mahomes, this is what he was saying, basically, that the percentage, the quarterback percentage, Pat Mahomes 66.3, Dak Prescott 68.8, And uh, when you look at the yards or what have you, Pat Mahomes threw for 4,828 yards. Dak Prescott threw for 4,449 yards. Far as attempts, 7.3. Anything, in my opinion, above 6.1 or 6.5 or 6.9, anything above that is not considered dinking and dunking. When you start averaging seven yards per throw, that's north of Dinkin and Duncan. And Pat Mahomes, he averaged 7.3. Dak Prescott averaged 7.5. Touchdowns, Pat, he threw for 37 touchdowns. Dak Prescott threw for 37 touchdowns. Interceptions, Pat Mahomes had 13. Dak Prescott had 10. Uh, uh, Pat Mahomes was sacked 28 times, and Dak Prescott was sacked. 30 of times. So if you look at those numbers, you can't say that both of those numbers are one light years ahead of the other, right? But the reality of it is that when you look at everything and contextualize it, man, man, oh man, the weapons, and you start talking about breaking down Tyreek Hill and breaking down Travis Kelsey, boy, those boys were remarkable. And I'm not discounting nor taking away with what Pat Mahomes can and can't do. Pat Mahomes is a better thrower of the ball. He is. That's just that's just me being straight up with you guys. 
that is no homer in it. But those, when I pull this up, this is not light years away. It's not. It's not. If you think I'm crazy, it was Donovan McNabb light years ahead of Tony Romo. I would fight you guys to finale to say if Donovan McNabb was placed on the Dallas Cowboys with Jason Garrett and you pick up Tony Romo and you put him with Andy Reid with those Philadelphia Eagles, we would hate the day every time we see Tony Romo out there on the field. He would have carved us up and spit us up out every day. And before you guys go back and forth with me, this is what I got over you guys. Andy Reid, he didn't have a losing season with his previous quarterback. What was his name? Alex Smith. I think that they were going 11-5, 11-5 with him. Look it up. Andy Reid, he was no one to sneeze at. And it Blessings from the heavens of the universe open up when he got Pat Mahomes. And there's excerpts out there where Pat Mahomes literally said, man, I didn't know how to read defense until the coach sat me down and went over this and went over that. Y'all think I'm lying. (laughs) Do your research and come back and talk to me. But I got some more callers that's been waiting here, patient. I really appreciate you guys so much. I got the 214, you live. Hey, Law. Yeah, I'm live. I'm live, man. I'm live. Okay. Okay. Um, but but, 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 but hold, hold on before you say the thing. They said that Andy Reid has zero rings. But I will tell you guys, I will tell you guys, if they had a better quarterback in that Super Bowl, he would have had them one. Against, <laughs> he would have had them at least one, but it was more good for us because you know the Eagles, you know they they did what the Eagles do. But talk to me, man, talk to me. So I'm gonna piggyback off what you just said because mm-hmm. I agree. I don't think a lot of people understand that college. The reason why the passing yard, the yardage, like for example in the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. is because the defensive linemen. And the offensive lineman skill play are so different, so you have so much time to get those. You have so much time to throw the ball and get those big numbers in college. Yeah, you're not going to get those big numbers in the NFL unless you have either receivers that can get fast immediately, and you don't need that type of blocking, or you have a great offensive line that allows you to sit back and you know wait for players to pass through the zone. Yeah. So I think a lot of people they like to criticize Dak. But they don't understand when a few years ago when we had DeMarco Murray and Geoff Swain, a, a, a tight end who could actually block, yeah. we could do we could be a lot more creative with that. I like um, the tight ends we have now. Ferguson, Hendershot. Um, well, we just got Ferguson. But yeah. I like um, uh, Schultz uh-huh. and uh, the other guy who got Jarwin. Oh, Jarwin. <laughs> okay. Oh, Jarwin. Okay. I like him. I like him, but – in the NFL, when you're not blocking and you can't seal that edge, you don't. We don't. It kind of makes it hard for us to run what we used to run when Dak was a rookie, which was mm-hmm. PA boots. We did a lot of PA boots, and we would dump the ball out to Lucky Whitehead, and right. we would dump the ball over the middle, 
we don't do any of that no more because we don't have time. And I think that they're impatient, so they just blame it on Dak. But right. you got to think we it's, it's a different team, so mm-hmm. it's not. I don't. I don't think. Although, okay, yeah, we know. Okay, yeah, Dex. If you just line him up at the one yard line and just throw a deep ball and compare him to Patrick Mahomes, yeah, Patrick Mahomes will throw it further. But that doesn't win you. <laughs> that doesn't win you games in the NFL. It don't. And so I, I, I think that M- matter of fact, Dak, matter of fact, to your point. Pat Mahomes wouldn't even have a Super Bowl ring if they couldn't run the ball. And if exactly. Tyreek Hill didn't play on that team, and I think that I'm glad that the Chiefs won that Super Bowl, by the way. <laughs> but Tyreek Hill yeah. got to the third level, like just like that, to catch that pretty much quasi Hail Mary. He was the only wide receiver in the league that would have been able to catch that, by the way. But go ahead. And they should and they should understand it because he came to Dallas and he did it to us before the end of halftime. So yeah. they should get that he's just that dynamic. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Tyreek Hill, man, so, I, I think that he was created in a lab. <laughs> yeah, and so I guess my point is because see, because I have to sit here and argue with a lot of you know a lot of friends. I live here in Dallas, and you know how a lot of right, fans right, come right, down right. here. You know, they, they like to argue with us, like y'all think y'all think this and that, whatever. But it's you actually sit down and watch most of the quarterbacks. Most of the quarterbacks in the NFL are about the same. You know, you got a few that stick out. Most of them are almost similar. My, but my thing with Dak, my thing with Dak is I feel like he's a better quarterback when you allow him to set up the play, make a play, and go through with that play. We we got too comfortable with mm-hmm. first read, second read, end of that. No, that, no, don't worry about the reads. Create a play. Let's right. do a fake end around to, uh, let's say, uh, when we had, like, for example, last year when we had um, uh, Cooper. Right. You can do a fake end around to CeeDee Lamb or one of those guys and just throw it out there. Why do we have to sit here and always do the whole, like, we got away from that when he was a rookie. When, we, when he was a rookie, Law. Right. We traded plays for him because we felt like we didn't want him to make mistakes. But Big sometimes facts. that's not that bad. Look, look, I can, I can tell you in our offense that they went and rolled with it and never changed it. Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. If you look at that playbook. Now, Lamar Jackson, believe it or not, he got an arm. He can swing it. He can, he can sling that thing all over the field. But he's not as accurate as you want it. But they said, you know what, we're not trying to force you to be a pocket quarterback. We're going to insert plays to benefit you. If Lamar Jackson – went to the Cowboys. Let's say instead of us drafting uh, LVE, we drafted Lamar Jackson, right? And, mm-hmm. and benched Dak Prescott and traded him off or what have you. There would be people banging on the table saying that was the worst idea in life because Jason yeah. <laughs> Garrett wouldn't know what to do with Lamar. He wouldn't. Yeah. They would have been like, true. no, get out of he. He's a one-read guy. He can't throw the dude was wide open look i want you guys to go back and watch that denver's game and i'm going to say this for for a reason dak prescott overthrew cd lamb twice cd lamb burnt whoever the db was i forgot his name burnt him had a foot on him and dak prescott your boy our boy overthrew him (laughs) But there's not a situation in a scenario that you can overthrow a Tyreek Hill. That would have been two touchdowns yeah, if that was Tyreek Hill. And I'm not saying, and I'm not, and I'm not discrediting 
Pat Mahomes. But the reality yeah. of it is you can't overthrow Tyreek Hill. <laughs> That's just yeah, and on top of that, the the you know, since the defenses are so much better, like, for example, the defensive backs in the NFL, all right. those guys uh, could play receiver in high school. So most yeah. of those guys got some type of ball skill. You know, you got a few of them who just athletic. Yeah, You got some a few of them who uh, mm-hmm. Byron Jones-ish where, okay, run fast, jump fast. Right, but right. as far as playing the ball, they're not going to be as, you know, I just think that they uh, – I'm, I'm going to get off your phone, but I'm going to just say you good. You're good. I think that um, because we haven't made it to a conference championship or a Super Bowl in quite some right. time, I think that we just get frustrated with Dak and we blame it on him. But if we really uh, – not you as in we, yeah, but right, I'm just saying right, like right, Cowboy right, right. Nation as a whole. Yeah, because it's nothing that – like, for example, last year when the other when we would play another defense, like, for example, when, like for example the Chargers. We played right. them. They started running two, two, uh, two safety highs. And when you do that – you're just supposed to run the ball. Mm-hmm. But because our offensive line broke down, teams started running two safeties high, and they were still they were still stopping our run. They were still stopping. <laughs> but but you know still what? But that opening drive, I, I encourage people to go back and watch that opening drive when they had Zeke and Tony in the backfield averaging. Mm-hmm. That, seven was nice, yards. Yeah. That, that, that was seven yards per tote. They was averaging. And even if you go back and watch the Kansas mm-hmm. City game, when they put Zeke and Tony in the backfield at the same time, I even got it on one of my reels. That's when he bust open a 30-yarder because it 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 throws off the flow of the opposing team. They don't know which one to check because, you know, you play, you play the game. The, the, the safety, you got a foreside and you got cutback responso, right? So if mm-hmm. you – if you sitting there looking, all right, I'm on man, I'm gonna stay on my fourth side, but no, you got Tony now. You're gonna try to cheat yeah. because you don't want you don't want him to cut back. That's just the so reality. What was of our it. reason for going away from that? Oh man, I, I for the life of me, I wish I could just be a fly on the wall and say, hey, keep doing it until they stop it. Don't do it one time and change it up, Kelly Moore. Keep doing don't worry about going running out of plays. I seen Sean McVay do the same variation of play 30 times until they stop it. Yeah, Sean Payton was like that too. He'd run <laughs> he'd run fifteen yard outs the whole game to Robert Meacham right. and Marquise Colston until you stop it. But right. I mean I guess we'll see what they do this year. <laughs> no doubt, man. I appreciate you, fam. Thank you for calling in. All right. Have a good one. That's a good call from him, man. Good call from him. But you guys get what I'm saying, you know, and <laughs> boy, we've been having some good callers back to back. And and that's the reality of it. Now, I've I, seen a lot. Of, I'm trying to read your comments, too. I'm not saying that Dak Prescott is faultless, right? Without a spot or a blemish, the dude got his warts. The dude, you rattle him early. It seems as if though he get to his mind anytime. Look, I know we're going to have a bad game when Dak Prescott throw an interception early. I knew that we was going to have a good game when Tony Romo threw an interception early, right? Two different types of mindsets. Tony throw that interception early. All right, we're going to have a good game today. Dak Prescott throw that interception early. Oh, Lord. It's, it's going to be in his mind, or oh, I can't get another one. I don't want to have multiple interceptions. I wish that Bill Parcells 
can come back to the Dallas just to talk to Dak Prescott and say, hey, get that interception out the way. I need, in practice, I need to see these interceptions. But I think what's playing into the mind of Dak is that he literally listened to you guys. I, I think that's the situation. I could be a million percent wrong. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. I got the VIP. What's good, July? Me, baby. What's good, man? You better have to redo it, man. You was on mute. <laughs> Law, law, am I here? It's yeah, VIP, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, am I? He, he live now, man. Earlier he wasn't, but what's good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, law. I got some points to make. Let 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 me put everybody in this VIP. Come come to VIP with me. I need everybody. Come on. I'm gonna let not my, I'm gonna let my big boy bouncers let everybody in the VIP yeah. section because I got some I got some brain food for these people, man. Okay, y'all stressing okay. me out. First, before I get to my quarterback. Before I get to the quarterback, the first person in the building, the last person out, before I get to four, let me address this Romo, oh, no. I love me some Tony. (laughs) But Tony was an interception in crunch time waiting to happen. Why are we acting like Tony walked on water, bro? Like, I love Tony. But every time we got to the crunch time, Tony broke my heart. Tony was like having a pretty girl. And every time you take her to the mall, she get caught for stealing. I mean, she's pretty. We we like her, but she always she's a klepto. Oh Tony is always caught stealing. Oh He's always caught with his hand in the cookie jar. <laughs> I love Tony. We do, man. That's my dog, like, man, Tony. Tony, Rowe. yeah, I love Tony. Yeah. I love that man. But look, stop acting like he walked on water. How many rings did Tony get us, Law? Uh, oh, how many who? How many rings did oh. Tony Romo let, bring let, home? Let, let, let me, uh, wins in total, not rings. Okay, let me see. Tony. Oh, no, I said rings. No, none. I said rings. None. How many chicks? None, 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 none. Oh, okay, okay. So I digress. Now, I digress. Let me get to my quarterback. Mm-hmm. I love Tony. That's no that's no shame. That's no hate. I'm not I'm not saying Tony wasn't legendary, but all I'm saying was right, 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 Tony right. didn't get us over that hump. Tony's first Tony's manifestation of his career was that fumble. That's that's what I remember Tony from. If I know you are you a fan, Tony, so you know a fumble yeah. I referring yeah. to. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah. That's yeah, I know exactly what Bill had. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, yeah. We was that close. Mm. We I was screaming, Tony, you can make it run. Run, no man. Tony. Was it, uh, was it Babino, whoever that uh, guy? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I blame uh, I blame the ball, man. Roger Goodell oh, man, put yeah, that they, slick ball out there. It was the first hate of Roger ball. Goodell. Yeah, now he's blaming the ball. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Nah, man. I blame Tony Hands, man. Tony, <laughs> look, all right, we ain't gonna go there. No, I mean, look, 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 I let's talk about the current quarterback, man. Come on, talk to me, VIP. Yeah, we One drink minimum, man. Let we gotta have. Look, my... You gotta buy a bottle to get into the VIP section now, man. Come on, talk that's to right, me. That's right. That's right. So yeah. Okay, I'm about to pop the bottle on my number four. Number four was playing awesome until Denver Broncos busted out a blueprint on ROC, not on our number four. 
He busted a blueprint on our on our OC. Yo. He called our OC out. He did. Our OC never from that point forward. And you know NFL is a copycat league. Right. When they saw what Denver did to us, and they said, Oh, we can play six backs. Now we play everybody in Dax windows. Listen, people, they were putting these cornerbacks in Dax windows that he's used to. That's why he's holding the ball more. Without that old line to give us that protection and no threat of the run. Let me repeat, no threat of the run. There's our offensive digression. Even yeah. though we had the number one offensive stats. Yeah. We did not – we were 12 and 5, right? Yeah, we 12 and 5, man. You preaching. Yeah, we 12 okay, and 5. We were, okay, because people act like we lost 12 games. We lost five games. Yep. And I blame all five games. 90% of that was our OC not making adjustments. I, I so he got caught up in his Jason Garrett yep. feelings and ways and refused to stay with the run. Mm. Stay with the run. It's simple. Mm. Jack plays better when we play with the run. Do you know what's that percent, winning percentage against the NFC? I need you to pull that up for them, Law. Okay, okay, pull up okay. Jack's winning percentage. Because these people think Dak is... Yes, yes, yes sir. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sir, yes, sir. Hold on. Sir, yes, sir. Hold on. Dak Prescott versus the NFC East. I think it's like 26 or something like that and something, you know. 25 and yeah, 6. Yeah. 25 and 6. That's, just, that's, that's, just, that's, that's what you wanted, right? <laughs> and can I help you but, out with anything so, else, So sir? where is... <laughs> Where's all the shade coming from? Now look, I want you to—I would dare you to pull up your boy, your boy Wentz, or any other of those quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, anybody else. What's their record in the NFC? I'm not even going to do the Giants. No, 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 no. We already know he's got. But we, just we pull up do, their, do we have any of their records in comparison? Because you know you got to give these people. You know they only see. They—they they blinded by the field, so you got to show them. The, the numbers, you know, they what do they say? Women lie, men lie, numbers don't. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But, hey, hey, one more point before I let you go, man. You you spend some fire. Yeah. I love it, man. But what, one more point, VIP. I got one more point for you. There's my analogy. I, my, I all see, I used to have a friend. Right. His name was Casper. Okay. And my friend now, you know, I'm brown, he's white. His pastor took me to his cookout one day. Uh-huh. You know, we was eating some chicken off the grill. Okay. I was like, man, Casper, y'all need to put some spice on this chicken. You know, so I took him to my cookout. Right. Casper, when Casper left my cookout, his head sweating. He's like, man, this, this tastes good. You know, he, he's foaming at the lips almost. Uh-huh. He's like, man, what y'all putting that chicken? Uh-huh. It's just a little, just a little spice. Uh-huh. So our OC needs to go to a brother cookout so he can learn to put some spice on that chicken. Some of so mama's he's cooking up our offensive <laughs> plans, he need a little spice, some salt and pepper, some of red, man, you just throw some spice in there. 
No That's doubt, all man. We need. Just a little, put, put, put some little spices in there. Appreciate you, VIP. Appreciate you. Let me hear before I let you go, man. You already know. How about them cowboys? Let's go, boys. It's VIP, baby. Yes, it did. <laughs> That's my guy right there, VIP. They're going to start calling you instead of Uncle Charles. They're going to call you Nephew Charles around this moment. He keep giving those analogies. The analogies, they go fool around and call him Nephew Charles because we got an uncle. We just need a nephew now. All right, but that's the VIP. All right, 253, you're live. How's it going, Law? How you doing? Man, I'm, I'm doing well, man. I can't complain. I'm talking to you, man, so I know I'm going to have a good day, right? Talk to me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so I had an analogy for you. Okay. So there's this football analogy where it's like, uh, have you ever heard uh, NFL contract is like a marriage? So they always say these quarterbacks are like married to the team. Have you ever heard that analogy? Right, right, right. I heard of that. That's why, right, well, so, well, I think uh, one of those coaches, he he put the football player in a, in a, in a bridesmaid uh, in, a, in a gown or something like that. I forgot <laughs> that, but he was a running back. I think it was Ricky or somebody. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so so people, for all the married folk, there's a, a phrase out there where it's like, the person you marry, you know, you marry the first person, you know, when you first meet them, through the lifespan of that marriage, you're probably going to be 10 different people out of that same person. Right. Because people change over time. Yeah. Right? So I feel like, one, they'll, they'll always still be the same person deep down. So when right. we first met, you know, Dak Prescott, he's our new Prescott, he's our new quarterback for our team. Right. We got this pass run threat, Dak Prescott. We didn't know right. he could run, but when he took off, he could run. He'd be trucking people. He'd be trying to get to the end zone. He had that heart. He had that dog. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now in the next phase, we start getting a don't run so much. You know, you want Dak to stay in a little bit. We want right, to protect, right. protect right. the longevity. So work on your throwing more, stay in the pocket, stay in the pocket. Then he gets hurt. And they basically go to this, see, we told you we don't want you out of the pocket because we want you to stay in here so you don't get hurt. I feel like the problem with this new coaching is they didn't let him develop in those 10 different, you know, personas we were going to get out of him naturally. It was more like what they were afraid could happen. So they started trying to tailor his natural progression Mm -hmm. to be a specific type of quarterback. And I feel like it really messes him up because he's fighting his nature and you see him, you know, doing things that don't seem natural. So he has to practice real hard, like get with the coaches, teaching them the hip thing, and throw some, throw this exact way, throw with this mechanics. Uh, don't run, don't leave the pocket, stay in here, stay. Right. I mean, Taylor, how far down the field you want to throw? They're writing in the playbook. You know, they were saying he was dinking and, and dacking or something like right, that, right, because right. he wouldn't throw super far because they wouldn't, they didn't want him to. That's not how it was scripted. That's not how it was the playbook was made for him. Yep, uh, I, I follow the analogy there, uh, and you're right on point. I think that trends are things that that most quarterbacks, if you listen to quarterbacks before they get drafted by a certain team, you can kind of take a bead on who they kind of model their game after. And I, I recall earlier in Dak Prescott, before he was drafted, he was mentioning a lot of Cam Newton. You know, at the time, you remember Cam was, would run the ball and he – 
he would do the little Superman yeah. pose or what have you. And yeah. Dak used to do that same celebratory uh, touchdown thing as it relates to what Cam Newton did. But over a period of time, people were like, hey, they ain't going to last, Cam. But Cam, in his first few years, to be fair, he pretty much rocked the house because he was able to put three to 400-yard games together. And uh, when they did the changing of getting rid of, uh, I think it was Steve Smith, they went all the way to the Super Bowl. And ultimately, they, they failed. They didn't win it. But some of these young quarterbacks at that time still looked up to Cam. I, I just look at Dak Prescott as, as a better thrower of the ball than what Cam was. But when you take away the run threat, you take away some of his powers. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, hey, man, that's a good point, man. Uh, what's your name again, fam? This is Marcus Davis. Marcus, man, appreciate you, man. It was a good call from you, fam. Thank you. Yes, indeed. So, so his analogy was on point. So he will be cousin Charles, right? <laughs> so he sounds younger. So we have a uncle Charles, nephew Charles, and cousin Charles. Let me see if my guy right here can give us a, a wonderful analogy. And uh, let's see what we got right here. For nine five six, you're in the mix. How are we doing, Law? We doing all right? We doing great, man. I can't complain, man. Talk to me, man. Yeah, I was just listening to uh, the analogy he mentioned within us, too, like within Dak Prescott's uh, progression, how it's been, you know. I feel like, I mean, ever since we drafted him, he's he's been um, he's been a heck of a player, no yeah. doubt about it. I've always I've always believed in the fact, that, you know, bringing in him, he uh, he he shaped the movement, he uh, he uh, he changed some things within this within this organization, seeing how right. he is now as to where he was then, and right. You know, I mean, I just, I wish they could use him right. I really do. I really yep. wish they could use him right. Uh, it's like, we get it how he is, how tall he is. He can run. He's, he, he's a, I would say I mentioned, you mentioned Cam Newton. He's sort of like a Cam Newton guy. He, he's tall. He's physical. He's a, he's a big dude. Right. I would right. use your strength. Uh, but you're, you're, you're risking for the fact as to what happened a year ago, and I and I understand that, but it's like you, in some cases, you're going to have to put some of those risks to understand what this player is, how you can use him. I mean, when when we had him with Garrett, it was it was a little bit a little bit different, but we would use his strengths. We would utilize him as much as he would run, as much as he would pass, but he was progressing on. And when with that, you know, uh, adding Zeke with that, it was even it was it was a, a better fashion because he had the run game, he had the passing going on. So it was it was progressing while it was. Now they're trying to make him this pocket passer. It's like, well, I mean, when you think about it, it's like you you're trying to make him something he's not. I mean, you're thinking Tom Brady's going to be a a bone ball quarterback. I mean, come on. I and mean, this is this is a guy who's been in the league for so long. He's used to a, a system that he's comfortable with. Now, I think I think changes, that before you go a little bit further, I think Tom mm-hmm. Brady in a vertical offense wouldn't be Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. Tom Tom yeah, Brady need that West Coast offense, and mm-hmm. that's where he flourished. Bam, bam, get the yeah. ball out quick. 
his release is mm-hmm. so quick, Tom Brady, how he get the ball out, and his diagnosis of plays is phenomenal. But if you put Tom Brady in a vertical offense, Tom Tom wouldn't the last five to six years in the National Football League. Now, he can probably throw some long, deep balls now, but he is yeah. your classic, the dink and dunk of what a lot of people say that they don't like the Dallas Cowboys to do. He is your classic dink and dunk. And then when he get down into the red zone opportunity, Tom can throw that fade ball. So I, I want people to understand football before they start to do these type of comparisons, analysis, and everything like that. Just like, yeah. just like um, to your point with Dak Prescott, I believe yeah. that Dak Prescott in a different system you would look at him differently. But by him being in the system that he is in now, it's a wait-and-see moment because this is now going into his third year with, here I say again, Mike McCarthy. (laughs) But this is also plays that's being called from the young Kellen Moore, who is a collector of plays. There's no scheme or no rhythm to it. They, they will line up in pro set, and then all of a sudden you see the eye, then you see the shotgun. It's just no rhyme or reasons to why they attack. They just use a handful of plays, and they put a quarterback out there and say, hey, go make it happen. But, but go ahead. So here's another question. Within Kellen Moore's case, knowing that he is – I believe he's a really a great offensive coordinator as to where he comes from uh, within his scheming. Do you think in some cases that he could st- – still, in a way, manufacture or maybe even, I don't know, make a way to, I guess, I, I wouldn't say, well, not risk it, but more like show out something else that we've never seen before. Do you feel like, you know, it's like holding back within the system? Or should, you know, trust back within these certain situations? Because I feel like, you know, within these plays that we see, you mentioned shotgun, I form all, all these different types of formations. It's like, yeah, I mean, he's been used to these past three years. Right. But it's like, do you feel like some of these things are being held back within some sort of case? Um, he, he, here's the thing, uh, and, and this, is, this is me not trying to be crass or anything uh, with, with my assessment on uh, Kellen Moore. He's going to do what's comfortable of what he known to do. Kellen Moore originally was a quarterback. From there, uh, being a quarterback, he got elevated to be a quarterback coach. And then from there, he went to a quarterback coach to an offensive coordinator. I think that when he when when in trouble, he's going to do what's comfortable for what he knows. And when you try to say, well, running the ball is, is more efficient, a balanced attack, give me 25 carries, uh, let, let's, let's teeter Dak Prescott down to 22 to 24, 25 attempts of throwing the ball. That's not his cup. Kellen Moore's cup would be I can sling the ball all around the field, and I can, I'm going to do what's best in that regards. So regardless of how we look at it, that's why when we look back at this offense, we see variations of Jason Garrett and Scott Lenahan because he's going to do what he's comfortable doing. 
and that's falling back mm-hmm. to what his father taught him. And I'm just speaking that in, uh, in a, an analogy stake, sake. He's going to fall back. Yeah. That's why we see the same thing for the last 10 mm-hmm. to 12 years. It's the same offense. But what he do differently is he motion before the snap or he do some, some variations of rolling the guy here and there. So, But when you go back to that same breath, if you look up Kyle Shanahan and what he's able to do, you can see some traits or see some similar things of what his father did. And that's running the ball, yeah. and it don't matter if it's Elijah uh, uh, that's running the ball or if it's all of a sudden you hear breaking news that the 49ers done picked up Law Nation. It don't matter. Law Nation done got five, 600 yards, you know, because that's their scheme. <laughs> if I can make that thing up. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, yeah, fam. No, no. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I, I, I understand completely within that. I I just, I've always put, you know, opportunities out there. If there's something new for them, if there's something out there, if opportunities out there, I would take it. I mean, whatever it is within the system, make a, I would say make a few adjustments here and there. Uh, sometimes get out your comfort zone once in a while. Don't be afraid. Yeah, that's you know? uh, a hard one there, man. But one more point before I let you go, man. Yeah, uh, you know, pretty much within that, within this offense, just seeing how it's coming to the season. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully, you know, seeing these uh, new upcoming players just to see opportunity out there and just to see what they can do. Uh, do I believe that, um, you know, within the competition and throughout this offseason is going to show a lot? Within these players, I feel we're going to see a lot. And uh, really, I just can't wait. And I'm excited for the season to come on. I mean, I know we're close to the NFL season. Right. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, I mean, opportunities out there. And uh, hopefully these players show, uh, show that they're capable of doing what they can do. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, DT, man. Thank you for calling in. You take care, brother. Thank you. I got David, man. He always got some good stuff, man. But but this is my thing, though, before you guys say, well, Law is bashing Kelly Moore. He's going into his fourth year ever dialing up and drawing up plays. Right? So I really believe that he, he's got a brilliant mind. That this offense, regardless, if the quarterback is upright, this offense, <laughs> I, I could put my money down on it and it would be still top five offense. Dog, believe it or not, even with Andy Dalton and Benjamin Dinucci and Garrett Gibbert, the offense finished that year top 10. Go look it up. And somebody's going to be looking up and say, hey, man, Law was right, man. That offense finished in top 10. Top 10. Right, so if Kellen Moore can can just get and stay balanced, and they've come up with a perfect scheme, and that's a big tall order of if, if they can run that ball, shoo, you guys will see this thing open up. When they naturally see six DBs, they they go back to saying, okay, this is the time you're running. This is the time you present power. Ain't that right? I got Coach on the phone. You live, Coach? What's going on, Lo? How you doing, brother? No, nothing to it, man. I'm I'm chilling. Hey, man. You, you, man, y'all <laughs> got some interesting conversation, man. It's really interesting, man. And you know something? 
it can't be just that cut and dry with mm. uh with um if you see six DBs or we take what see that that philosophy when you see guys we say, Well we run the ball when they, they show us this and we, we pass the ball when they show us that. Mm-hmm. Law, yes. You you don't just run yourself into a brick wall, you don't right, just right. pass yourself into a multitude of coverage. Mm-hmm. But if you if you allow that to happen, you allow the defense to dictate what you do. Big which facts. makes you easier with the, to be able to attack. Right. And that's Keller Moore's strategy about, you know, aggressively take what the off what the defense gives you. But yeah, but, but you hey, but 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 do you do know that Jason Garrett once said we do what we do best. Whether it's on the sun, you remember that? Remember that? Whether it's on the moon, it, the sun, I don't right. look at analytics. We do what we do best. And I'm quite sure that that echoed and permeated in Kelly Moore's heart. So if they doing six, six DBs and they dropping everybody in coverage, you still run your play. That's what you do best. Don't, don't bend to their will. Even if the option says run the ball off the edge. But Kellen Moore got to got to confuse about what do you do well. See, right. These are the things that that that, that I, I, I put it like this. Mm-hmm. Long when you first started doing uh, YouTube, right, right. Uh, did you work for did, who? Who was your? Who was the guy that you probably started out with, a person or a group you started out with that was in this game probably a little longer than you, and you and got you started. Oh yeah, Shango. You know, I give all credit to my okay. guy Shango. That's my guy, man. That's, you know something. Mm-hmm. You you see most pastors in church when they go to church, they mm-hmm. they don't just become pastors. They have what we call mentors. Right, right. And as you we talked about Kellen Moore, we mm-hmm. talked about one thing, and we and Dan Quinn had a, a interview the other day. That interview that you did with Dan Quinn, and in in the end of the interview. They asked him about how, who taught him about evaluating guys and getting mm-hmm. them to use and their talent. And he talked about his mentorship, right? His mentors in, in in Seattle and other guys in the coaching profession in the NFL that was mentors to them. And then we look at Kellen Moore as a coach. Mm. Who is his mentor? Now I can understand you can say, well, yeah, we played on this. So no, I'm not. That's the difference. Right. As a coach, who is his mentor? Because he spent one year on Scott Linham as a oh, Scott was talking to He was a quarterback coach. And yep. that's it. That was he it. went to be an offensive coordinator. Yeah, he took his job. <laughs> so there was no mentor. He is a young buck yep. that has no mentorship. And he needs mentorship because if you get don't have mentorship and you start having success and people start patting you on your back, Sometimes you don't think you need anybody to tell you anything. Big facts. And you can run a, you can run yourself into a course where now the NFL figures you out. And yes, I can't snap my fingers and say this offense as as it is going to be. Oh, it's going to be a mm-hmm. top ten offense. Mm-hmm. There's going to be if you don't change this offense or you get some more thinking, it's going to regress mm-hmm. because defenses are going to figure you out. And this is the other point. Talk to me, man. While we waiting mm-hmm. for this Keller Moore to grow up 
into the offensive coordinator that this team needs to get through tough games and over the hump. He has to, he has, he may lose the confidence in the offensive players, which mm-hmm. I think he lost the confidence in the offensive players because they felt that he was not utilizing their skills. Get him. And yeah. if he loses the confidence block, nothing he'll do will work. Mm. And that's just facts about people. Once you lose their confidence, you can change it, but they're still not going to trust you. Mm. You're right. And see, the trust factor for Dan, listen, Dan Quinn, when we talk about players that run through the wall, a brick wall, they trust that Dan Quinn is going to put them in the best place to utilize their skills. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Kellen Moore, when you start having people like Mari Cooper says in his interview, oh, I knew in a week that I wasn't going to get a lot of passes. Mm-hmm. When you have when you have players now, they're talking about C.D. Lamb. When you have these guys were close. When you see the the the, the, the confusion, the the holding, the the, the this. It seems like this out of sync. That means there is a disconnect, not with this play calling, but there's a disconnect of do we really believe in what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Because if you believe in what you're doing, even in the Sanders, this particular defense for instance, in the, in the playoff game. Get it, coach. They had a rough first quarter. They seemed like they was in disarray. Right. But the belief in their system. Francisco when it scored in the second half and we had the interception. No doubt. No doubt. So they were able to correct themselves because they believed in what they were doing and they believed in the philosophy. When you have an offense like we did in big games, if you're not totally bought in to the philosophy of what your offense is doing, you will find it to sputter. You will find it not, not to be in the rhythm. So while we're waiting for him to grow up, <laughs> he may have lost the confidence of those guys in the locker room to say, "Man, you know, Kelly." But but you, you know what? But you know what, coach? But 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 you know what, coach? Before I let you go, that could have been the the line in the sand. With Coop, Coop is and a cerebral guy. Yeah, yeah. Coop could have been that cerebral now, guy that challenged Kellen and said, "No, I need to be in no. and put into this offense game plan more." And when you think about it and contextualize all that you said, Coop is not a. Uh, and this is just me speculating at this point, by the way, Cowboy Nation, because it had to be somebody that disagreed with someone. And things change when things started to say, hey, use me more in the red zone and I can figure it out. I'm the playmaker. But those type of things can really break down the locker room. And I'm not saying that that's the situation, but that is the only reason why I can say why the offense didn't fight for him to be still on his team. No, I want to say one little quick Talk thing. I want you to think about it. Cooper's gone. Right. 
the receiver coach just got up and just quit, just walked out of the job and moved on to something else. Yep. A pro job, he just walked out. Yep. He didn't sign the, the one of the, the receivers, was the guy that was doing a little bit, that was getting some catches at the end. You let him go to Denver. Cedric, or yeah. Or go somewhere with San Francisco. Wilson, Cedric Wilson. You only signed Noah Brown. You signed Michael Gallup. But you you really cleared the, the room out. Now you now you, you got people talking about is C.D. Lamb a number one. It seems like to me you clearing the, the receiver room because some people in the receiver room felt that you weren't using us at our best ability. Yeah. So I need to clear to get back a mindset of getting back with me. Back yeah. to where I want because there's rumbling. Mm-hmm. These these are telltale signs that they're rumbling. But no. if you lose the confidence of the players in your strategy and your ability to use them at their best asset, they will turn on you and then nothing would quite work because as soon as it's a rough spot, they're going to say, here you go again. No doubt, man. I appreciate you, Coach, man. Thank you so much, man. Good points, man. Brilliant. That's my guy right there, Coach Marv, y'all. All All right, man. Um, How many people we got? Okay, good. I've been live long enough, man. (laughs) I think I'll go this long. I try to get it off by 3 o'clock. But we're going to let one more caller in the building. The conference has been locked. And his name is by the MJ206. What up, family? Nothing to it, man. Both back-to-back Marvs, man. What's good with you, man? Oh, family, just uh, working and listening to your show. Appreciate you. Loving it. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's going to come down to Kelly Moore. Yep. You know, he got to make sure he got to make our quarterback be good. You know, we could if we could do the truck make Troy Aikman days, throwing for two twenty, two seventy, yep. running that ball, we'll go a long way. No doubt. That, that's on, don't don't try to stack pack. I hate that. No nope, down nope. by thirty, then we come back and throw for five hundred yards. No, 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 no. No. no I don't no, wanna no. see that. No, no, I no. I want no. us to run, run that ball. Like we said, uh you made a good statement. If they put a four-man rush, man, we supposed to kill him. Yep. Show that power. Okay. We, yeah. Okay, we're going to make sure, put that six-man, he can't do it. Okay. Now we're going to punish y'all and just run all on them. I bet they come out of that. Yep. Yep. I bet they start blitzing. Yep. Watch what happens. Yep. And then, you know, that's how you get them. Don't go to we want to pass happy. Kelly Moore trying to uh, make his record look good. Oh, he's a good passing coordinator. Oh, no, he ain't. Because he showed it when he played against Denver, and he showed it when he played against some other teams, and we got our butt whooped. We down by 30. Come on. That much telling you down by 30? No. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it is what it is at this point, man. What point you got for the day, man? What else you got for me, man? Well, you know, like it's the main thing. I'm always I'm a I'm a defensive person, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I, I want my defense. I want to have the best defense, top five. Cause I want I really want to show them not to be playing with us. No doubt. Everybody think we some bums, and 
and I'm glad, and I'm glad they said we're not gonna win, and that's perfect for us. No doubt. And that's when we win. They they count us out already. Talk bad about us every day. They do, man. But I know it's, why they do it, that. They talk bad they, about us, man. Hey, Law, you know why they do that? Why they do that? They get, they getting. Hey, what can I do? Okay, mm. it's like me. Okay, Law, let me keep talking about Law, and I can get all his viewers. Yeah, they do this. That's what they do. <laughs> That's what they do. Dallas, 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 Lakers, Lakers, Dallas, Dallas, Lakers, Lakers, LeBron, LeBron, Dallas, Dallas, Prescott. Come on, man. Yes, indeed, man. But I, I appreciate you, man. Let me let me hear it one time, man. How about them Cowboys, man? Really appreciate you, my my dog. How about them Cowboys? Yes, Let's do indeed. This. Let's do this. Let's do this, man. Let's appreciate you. Always, family. All right. Appreciate you, man. Good Shalom. Yes, indeed. One love with you, man. That's that's my guy, man. Uh, Marv. So back to back, Marv. Yep. So it is what it is, Cowboy Nation. I can't wait for the season to kick off and be one of those type of situations for us. Shout out to you, AJ. Shout out to you, Sky High Twenty Two. East Camden, I see you in the house. Chris Dantzler, appreciate you, man. All right, so the Dallas Cowboys, like I said, heading into this 2022 season to kick off, the wide receivers is a room that we're going to have to take a real good look at. Hey, far as what I believe the Cowboys should do with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, don't elevate one and then belittle the other. Use both of them at the same time, baby. Use both of those guys. <laughs> Mastermind said, uh, <laughs> speaking of all facts, that might be your favorite uh, sound drop. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you, man. Yeah, and, and shout out to everybody that's watching. Man, hey, it was a good show today, man. It was a good show. Didn't have to use all of my drops, man. But if you're watching and you have not hit that like button nor shared this content at this point. Shame. Shame. I don't know what Shame. you guys are doing, man, with yourselves, man. Um, and, and shout out to everybody. Sadiqa says you call him the pigeon. Zita, we go check in to our local bird, man. I, I ain't going to, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> y'all, y'all know I'm just messing with the Eagles, man. Shout out to them. Shout out to the Eagles, man. They caught them. They put them away. Oh my gosh, man. I hope all is well with those birds, man. Y'all see it? Y'all see that bird right there? Oh my goodness, what's going on with it, man? You know, it's it's a roadkill. <laughs> you know, I I get to laugh all off season and gloat about this. I know, I get it, you know, but it is what it is at this point. Cowboy Nation and everybody that's watching, you know, um, oh, we got we got some we got some breaking news going on, you know. I love my Eagles. I don't believe it. You gonna flap the hat one more time for the Eagles for the hard fight they did? Let's go, birds fly, Eagles fly. Still Super Bowl chance for now. (laughs) 
<laughs> that reporter, man. Oh, man, why that reporter do that, man, like that, man? Why that reporter do... <laughs> oh, my goodness. My sister station then fool around and brought up the old clip of the Eagles, man. While they flying high, that's okay. I want my Cowboys to still be low. I want my Cowboys to still be in that middle place, you know, flying under the radar while they give all of the praises to the good old Eagles. But here's my truths on everything. The paper is a real deal, but I realize the paper can't sack no one. <laughs> they can't catch an interception. They for sure can't score a touchdown. But having that title, man, is a good feeling all offseason. But at some point, you got to put those pads on. And how bad do you want this victory when you face each other? And I'm going to want this team to stay in that line of not being too high nor too low. Cowboy Nation, there's one thing a man should always do. Mainly to himself be true. Never allow someone to change your point of view unless what they bring makes sense to you. Never judge a man by sight alone, nor by the height he has grown. When speaking, keep it. Keep it at a moderate tone because raised voices turns hearts into stone. You see, in the beginning, it was brother, I will ride with brother. And if you're an Eagles fan, I will fly with brother. The morals of life live love and respect for another. Then there are those who will try to be smart. They will take a decent man and alter his heart until they seek to rip him apart. we never drop baby that's been my time i really thank you all for yours and remember you're listening to nothing but the best yeah pop <laughs> the dudes <laughs> she said then you still can make it flap <laughs> why would she do the man like that why would she do that man like that she said we answered i thought but it goes to show you who's the better team and I'm sticking Cowboys. You're, you're crying. <laughs> I'm hurt. Hey, hey, I just got to show y'all this man face, man. Oh, my gosh, man. Look at that man face, man. <laughs> why did you say what did we want? We hurt. You're, you're crying. You're crying. I'm hurt. I love my Eagles. I don't believe it. You're going to flap the hat one more time for the Eagles? You're going to clap it one time. One more time. <laughs> Let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly. Still Super Bowl chance. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my gosh, the terminal. Everybody but 
Appreciate all of the blue hearts. Let's go. Shout out to, to the laws. Shout out to you. And when things are Cuban really tough and, really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that. Because you don't know who you're going to be. Who Peace. Fatality. 